If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Florentino Perez is the most delusional man in all of football. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he's got away with it for so long. The perfect price for this book. The perfect price for this book is very simple. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Hello and welcome back to Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Brad. In what has been the craziest week in a long time in the footballing world, we're finally getting back to some normality with the resumption of our preview weekend in the podcast. And like I said, it's been crazy for you, I can already see. Yeah, but that's just mainly outside of the footballing world, but... Yeah. The footballing world has decided to add even more onto me. <laughs> it's always the way. When you think you're going to be busy enough, football will always throw up some more surprises to make you even more busy. Um, so there's obviously been the stuff about the European Super League, which we've done two or three videos now. I've actually uh, forgotten that are out on our uh, YouTube page and available to listen elsewhere. So make sure you check them out if you've missed it. So that literally talks you from start to finish as of uh, time of recording everything that we know about the European Super League. And we've also done many articles as well on the website about the teams that have pulled out and all other news regarding it. However, there has been some news within the last few hours. Barcelona have said that they are staying in the so-called Super League despite it being dead. Um, so... Nine of the 12 teams have pulled out. That's all six Premier League clubs and AC Milan and Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid in Spain have pulled out. So that leaves Real Madrid, Juventus and Inter Milan in the tournament still. We said Inter Milan, I thought they'd withdraw. Well, there had been rumours. I think it was Tuesday night or uh, last night. I thought they did a statement. As, as that statement, I think, was it turned out to be like they were just going to talk about it. And then, some reason, the Porter, the president of Barcelona, seems to have had a change of mind and has decided actually we need to because our final financial situation is in the absolute shitters. It's in the shitters, but yeah. winning the league isn't going to help us. <laughs> exactly. Because. Um, that's why I'm not surprised that they're two, uh, both the big Spanish teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona, have stayed in it because they have been in really bad financial trouble over the last 12 months. Like Their stuff has been really massively reported. Like They're closing in on a billion, if not surpassed a billion uh, euros in debt. So it makes no surprise that them two have stayed in. And again, no surprise Juventus because of what Andrea and Yeli and Alexander Seferin, the UEFA... President have been saying uh, about each other over these past three, four days. It's absolutely crazy, but understandable why they are the three teams that are left in it. 
potentially. But they're talking about money issues and yeah, we need to stay in this because we need the money. Well, tough shit, lads, because your competition doesn't even exist, so you're not going to be getting any money anyway. Yeah, and they're not even like the only three teams in the world that have been suffering. Every club in the world of football have been, has suffered financially due to loss of uh, fans not being in the stadiums for over 12 months now. If you're going to spend 90 million on Aiden Hazard, you deserve all the punishment you get. And over 100 million on Philip Coutinho as well. And like you said, it's, it's stupid and warranted for them to uh, do. But Perilous has been on TV, the last, or one TV interview and one radio. Uh, he did the, the TV interview with El Chiringuito and uh, El Laguaro, I think it was, last night on the radio. Uh, and the funny thing I saw after that was um, someone said he spoke for 90 minutes which is quite coincidental, saying he wanted to, sh- considering he said he wanted to shorten down the game length because people don't have the attention span. Well, the 16 to 24-year-olds have already turned off. Exactly. I paid attention according to him. It's just the biggest load of fucking rubbish I've ever heard. I love how he went straight for the English club there. Is that, well, one of them didn't like it, and then the others followed them like cowards. Mm. Like, Jesus, mate. Be realistic here. It was a stupid idea that was always going to get knocked down from the way you talked about it. If you'd said, oh, maybe, I don't know, four or five of the 12 or 15 members would be guaranteed there and then at least 10 places open for grabs. Or uh, say, I don't know, the winners every year are guaranteed to return, but the other places are open for grabs that will make it more entertaining and open and fans would probably agree to that but it's the fact he said that that all them founding members were always going to be there and it was only the five places that were ever changed and i think that's what's received the most backlash from it is because of that well i think the only thing we realized from all this is that florentino perez is the most delusional man in all of football oh yeah I don't know how he's got away with it for so long. Though. The perfect phrase for this book. Is, the perfect phrase for this book is very simple. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> A great reference to SpongeBob, which a lot of sixteen to twenty-four year olds would know. As a sixteen to twenty-four year old, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's keep lambasting his usual bollocks. Um, there's been a lot of talk about what will happen with the English clubs, whether they will be punished for it or not. Um, I've seen a statement from uh, Luton Town CEO Gary Sweet, and he put out a good saying, saying like, when they got into financial trouble back 10 years or so ago now, they got hit with the worst uh, penalty they could do, and that was like a 30-point fine, and uh, they were obviously eventually relegated from the league and something needs to happen similar to the top six clubs because of these actions. There's been a lot of calls for the owners of these big six clubs to get out. Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher have been vocal about their clubs. There's been a lot of Arsenal supporters being vocal about wanting uh, Stan Kroenke out. I've seen, obviously, uh, nothing on Chelsea and Man City getting kicked out or wanting like any of their fans wanting their owners to sell up not as much as united oh, and chelsea and arsenal 
of course those two aren't they're, their owners are the only reason they have any sort of success exactly so the whole thing's just a bit messed up because yeah we said it the other day as well that we don't really know what the right punishment is no because but, but the argument that you obviously said yeah it's completely right as well it wasn't mm-hmm. the fans fault when Wigan like earlier this season yeah they got took over and within a week or so they were placed into administration you're like wait you can't do that mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be allowed to do that but they've obviously got away with it so, I mean, there was even protests at uh, Man United's training ground earlier on this morning. Fans managed to storm, uh, get past security and have a protest uh, outside, like, the area where players entrance uh, to the actual facility and then uh, by one of the pitches that United have, basically saying the Glazers out uh, before Oli and I think maybe one or two players managed to talk, convince them, like, this is actually, although what you're doing is, like, writing your beliefs, it's also, like, you're trespassing and breaking law by stating a protest in private land. Well, I do, I think one of the United and Liverpool owners will sell up within the next few months, I think. It always I'm feels... not too sure who will go first. I don't think it feels slightly intelligible for the Glazers. Mm. But we haven't seen how Liverpool fans are going to really ramp it up. Like we've said it years ago, even when they did it with the last American owners, they may follow suit with this one. Yeah. It's, they just definitely don't, like, from what I've seen, obviously I don't follow many Liverpool fans, not knowing many, but they do seem uh, angry at John Henry and the rest of uh, Fenway Sports Group and want them uh, gone for how they've done this situation and I'm not surprised and like I saw one post earlier and it was uh, just a little screen grab of uh, John Henry's uh, little interview that he did and they're saying you can tell he doesn't mean it because he looks like he's reading off a teleprompter if you look through his glasses and you're like even if that isn't true I kind of like you get the feeling where he doesn't act. He, him and the Glazers are just seeing these as business opportunities. Because oh, all the all these statements, it's the PR machine just rolling it out. Like you know, all right, they're at least they're actually being vocal, but you can't believe them. Yeah, like this is the most I've ever heard Joel Glazer speak in. 15, 17 years, however long it is they've been at the club. I've never heard a man speak so much in my life. And I still haven't heard his fucking voice. Like, it's through written statements that he's just obviously co-signed his name to at the bottom. He, he doesn't give two shits. Yeah. It, the, the whipping boy's already gone. So Yeah. And if that came out today saying it's because he doesn't agree with this whole Super League. How bad must you be as owners if oh, Ed so Woodward's not that, agreeing that, with that, you? That has to be BS. That has to be. The, the timing of the resignation said it all. Well, it, it does scream. Uh, like you say, it's a load of rubbish. And he, he, he's he been their trusted ally because he was a part of JP Morgan in 99. He was the one that helped broker the deal for Man United to be sold to the Glazers. 
and he's been their ever trusted right hand man. So I think he's gone from the backlash on fans and realizing, go oh, shit, these lot don't actually want me here now because of how bad this is, and I oh, want to get out and make. I finally realized after all these years that oh, they don't want me. Yeah, and I, by me saying I'm going because I don't agree with it is me is pushing the blame onto the glazes more and deflecting it off myself. And you're like, actually, you're still in the same boat as us. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then earlier on today, this there was a report that came out uh, from Martin uh, Lipton, who is a journalist, uh, a part of the Sun. So I take this all with a massive pinch of salt, and that is that uh, they are planning to do a British Super League. So what it would be, Celtic and Rangers would join the New Look Premier League. If the total number of clubs would be reduced to eighteen. Boris could back it if it is to fight off, help fight off Scottish independent. Top four teams go to an end of season playoff. Premier League audience source thanks to old firm global fan base, apparently. And if one of the FIFA chiefs is already back to cross border leagues. I don't know whether that's from saying uh, Johnny Infantino is happy with like cross border leagues because obviously there's been that rumour, what we talked about the other week, of. Belgium and Netherlands joining. There's also been talk of the US and Mexico possibly joining, but that's just as bad as this Super League. Just when you get rid of one, here comes another. Exactly. Like, a few points back straight off the back of that. Right, 18 teams. How do you decide the two that go from the current Premier League structure? How do you, you decide exactly. that? Exactly. So that if that happens, that means the whole football pyramid in England has to be changed again, like massively. Celtic and Rangers. I don't know many English fans that give a shit about Celtic and Rangers. What do you mean? It's it's a big game in Scotland, but I don't know how many people realistically in England care about watching Celtic versus Rangers four times a year currently. So mm. it's, it's hardly a Cardiff and Swansea situation, is it? Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's lost its interest over the last ten years because of Rangers' financial troubles and this well, season. Well, I feel like it gained a few the last few seasons. Mm, I've been intrigued by it. I just for for me, I know I sh- it's not going to win me many Scottish fans, but I've never found the Scottish Premier League that exciting of a league because. It's always Celtic Rangers. Like, no other Scottish team has won the SPL since Sir Alex Ferguson's last season. That motherfucker's left Man United seven years and was in the helm at Man United for 27 years. So that shows... But that 24-year-olds were even born. Exactly. So it's just showing that there isn't the... Like, that makes the Super League even more... Like, that's just the Super League, but smaller because it's the same two teams winning it over and over again, then they're not thinking about the fans. Because currently, let's say Bournemouth come up next season with promotion, yeah? So you've got three teams down towards the South Coast, Southampton, Bournemouth and Brighton. That travel up to Glasgow is going to be horrendous. It's bad enough them having to go up whenever, like say a Monday night game against Newcastle. That's bad enough. So it's the same Monday night to travel to Glasgow. You're going to have to take all of Sunday off to get there, all of Monday off at work, to if you don't travel on the Sunday night, and then probably 
Tuesday morning off work as well because of traveling down. Say if it's an eight o'clock kickoff on Monday, like you're not going to get back home until the early hours of the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. You see, again, you're not thinking of fans, and it's just another TV money grabbing idea. It's stupid. Just leave it how it is. As the old saying is, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Premier League, not broke. Yes, the same four or five teams may win it. You get the odd Leicester, Blackburns over the eras, obviously, and Man City when they first won it, and Chelsea in the Premier League era. But it's just, it's fine how it is. Just leave shit alone. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it's allocated. You're never going to get it perfect because whether it's them six teams break away and obviously it's currently postponed and suspended, you're going to have problems. You bring the two teams from, the two Glasgow teams down from the SPL, you've got problems in both England and then Scotland because then you've lost. So then all three or four Scottish leagues, I don't know how many there are, become 10 league teams. Well, yeah, because the whole Scottish system is centred around those two. Yeah. So Scottish viewership just goes out of the window completely. So they're going to lose all the revenue. Scotland, not it does, yeah. Yeah, like the attendances in Scottish games uh, pre-pandemic was bad enough for some of these lower league teams. So without the occasional cup game against Celtic and Rangers, they're going to be making next to nothing. It's just honestly, then there needs to be a relook. Saying right. No cross-border leagues will happen because of how much damage it will do to these big leagues. The Netherlands and um, Belgium system, I can kind of give a leeway to because of like there's not many teams in them leagues uh, and lower than uh, the top divisions. So that's why I can say, okay, that makes a bit more sense. But the Premier League, there's like six or seven professional tiers because I don't know how many below the conference are professional yeah I don't know I don't keep up yeah because it does get quite confusing because sometimes a team getting relegated out of the conference might keep their professional status and might not so like there's more effect to it in England and Scotland if you are to rebrand it rather than these leagues that have like one or two professional divisions it's just ridiculous. Again, just k proof. There's just there's no good guys. No. They all forget themselves. They don't give a damn. It's just all one rotating wheel. Just how can we change this and make more money? Oh, 100%. It is just a money grabbing scheme. Just one minute after the other. It's like, no. It's just getting ridiculous now. Right, anyway, on to actual Premier League stuff. We have had a round of fixtures um, over this past week. Uh, Not all the games have actually finished over this uh, past week since we said uh, mentioned of the games. There's still one to go uh, as a time of recording. So we're just going to run down the scorelines to save you all a lot of listen, having to talk into each game or a certain amount of games in depth. So... Uh, the first game that took place was Everton-Tottenham. That finished a 2-2 draw. Harry Kane scoring both goals for Tottenham in what was Jose Mourinho's last game in charge. And Gilfie Sigerson scored a brace for Everton in that game. 
on Saturday, Newcastle beat West Ham United 3-2. Uh, the Hammers went down to 10 men after Craig Dawson was sent off in the first half for David Moyes' side. Wolverhampton Wanderers beat Sheffield United 1-0 with William Jose scoring the only goal of the game. Arsenal left it incredibly late to get a draw with Fulham. Fulham took the lead just before the hour mark with Josh Madger scoring a penalty and Eddie Nketiah scored a last-minute equaliser for that. Um, Get Arsenal, and that was despite having a goal ruled off or offside by Danny Sabayas in the first half. Manchester United beat Burnley 3-1 with Mason Greenwood scoring a second-half brace and Edinson Cavani scoring the goal for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side. Leeds and Liverpool played out a 1-1 draw. Sadio Mane opened the scoring for Jurgen Klopp's side and Diego Llorente left it late to equalise things there. Chelsea and Brighton played out a 0-0 draw on Tuesday and the Seagulls played the last few minutes or maybe last kick of the game with 10 players after Ben White was shown a second yellow card. And on Wednesday night, Manchester City beat Aston Villa 2-1 with Phil Foden and Rodri scoring for Man City. And that is despite being 1-0 down after 20 seconds through John McGinn. And both teams finished with 10 players after John Stones was shown a straight red card for Manchester City. And Matty Cash got two yellow cards in the space of three minutes for uh, Dean Smith's side. And we still have Leicester and West Brom to go for Ross on this match week. And uh, yesterday as well uh, was... Fulham play again? Did Tottenham? Ryan Mason's first game in charge, wasn't it? Tottenham beat Southampton 2-1. Thank you. I completely forgot who played. Um, Gareth Bale and who's the other goal scorer? Son, I think think it was Son who got Tottenham second. Danny Ings got Southampton's one and I think he got injured again for him. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that is a full roundup of all the Premier League action that uh, we have had over the last week. We also have a full, well not full schedule, we have games to look forward to this weekend. Kicking off on Friday night straight away as Arsenal play Everton in the 8 o'clock kickoff, which should be a very interesting game uh, to watch. Then on Saturday, Liverpool play Newcastle, West Ham play Chelsea and Sheffield United play Brighton. And then on Sunday, Wolves play Burnley, Leeds play Man United, Aston Villa play West Brom. And then on Monday night, we have Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Some good games to watch this weekend. Yeah, it seems like this is the first weekend now that we can actually just say it's about the football for a change. Hopefully. Very hopefully, Unless... but yeah, I don't, don't very much doubt it. Yes. Because one thing I said, I don't think I could deal with was losing to West Brom. I think, but like we said, it would be typical of Villa. I, I, I'm worried it will happen. Mm. I mean, and that obviously would help boost West Brom's survival chances as well, which would be... <sighs> just get... Just... Please, for the love of God, please beat them so we get them get relegated. But yeah, um, Arsenal Everton to kick off the weekend is going to be a really, really good game. Um, eighth versus ninth place, three points separating the two sides. Obviously, Everton do have that game in hand over Mikel Arteta's side. For, for the sake of football, Everton have to win. Yeah. 
but is are there going to be more protests and more teams going to be wearing their shirt like Leeds did at the start of the weekend? Apparently, did Southampton do it in the end? I think Southampton did do it. I'm pretty sure Villa didn't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would be disappointing. Because the plan, like, the thing everyone wanted, Villa fan-wise, was them just have them all wear the shirts and then just take the European Cup out of its little trophy cabinet and just put it in the middle of the pitch and then put a sign saying, Er... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been really funny but um yeah I, it's one of them you know, like yeah okay cool that you're doing it and i understand you but at the same time i just want to get back to normal football now i just we don't do. want to think about this super league anymore yeah we don't but that is almost the problem as well because we shouldn't forget about it they've tried to break english football yeah so this obviously is not going away, and that is for the best. Yeah, 100%. There's nothing no to think about now for the rest of the season. Everything's almost all but decided. Other than, maybe, other than the top four, but relegation, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I think, like you said, everything else is pretty much sorted, apart from maybe the last space or so in the Champions League and obviously uh, that one or two last spots uh, what you call it in relegation so it's going to be very very interesting to see like you said I, I think it is still going to be the talking point for the rest of this season but how much more what I think it will just be protests from fans and that. I don't know whether we'll find out anything else from the Premier League regarding like any sort of punishment or anything. I keep saying the thing that said they're so, going to tag, tag their tie, which means we'll win nothing until the end of the season. Yeah. But uh, as far as we're Arsenal protesting tomorrow, if they're still doing that. United are doing one Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the Matt Busby statue, I think it was on at three o'clock. I saw. Um, I haven't seen anything about any of the teams doing any sort of protest this weekend. Yeah, I feel like if there was a Liverpool one, that'd be all over the news. Yeah, and I feel like Chelsea fans feel like they've won with what they did before their match. Oh, Chelsea have what? now made Peter check a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Um, Yep, good games, and I'm definitely looking forward to a weekend, hopefully, of just normal football action to look forward to. Um, like we said, we'll be keeping a close attention on the championship, and it has uh, started to heat up all around. So congratulations are in order to Norwich, who got promoted uh, at the weekend uh, after the results went their way this past uh, week or so. Watford are on the cusp of uh, a Premier League return. I think they just need another point now from the remaining three games to secure automatic promotion. Yeah, the playoffs. They're literally, they're literally nine points clear with three games left. It's it's done. Yeah, just unless they lose all their last three games, which could still happen, and Bournemouth win it. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, Speaking of the playoffs, Bournemouth, Swansea, Brentford and Barnsley are the 
four teams that are making up the playoff spots at the minute. And then at the bottom of the table, Wickham won yesterday, so they're still not fully down. And then you've obviously got the likes of Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham making up the other two places. Derby are scarcely looking behind their shoulders as well, but you'd say Huddersfield and above are actually safe now, unless Huddersfield lose their last three games and Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham were to win uh, all of their remaining games. The problem is with this, Rotherham, some of they suck. Yeah, they just, they just don't suck. look like winning. Maybe there's some fight in Sheffield Wednesday, but it's going to take a lot because you know, they're, they're missing the manager. Yes, who's uh, recovering from pneumonia after contracting uh, c- corona. But um, it is going to be very close to see what happens uh, at the bottom of the table in the championship for the last three match days. Elsewhere in the world of football, what games do we have to look forward to this weekend? Over in Germany, we have Wolfsburg played Dortmund on Saturday. Be a good game. Uh, by Leverkusen play Eintracht Frankfurt, which is a decent game. And uh, yeah, they're the only two big games. And obviously, commiserations are in order to FC Schalke, who were relegated uh, this weekend or no, this past week. Was it weekend or was it the weekday? I can't remember when they got relegated. It was in the was it Tuesday? You said it during the last yeah. I believe it was last Tuesday. Yeah, so uh, they were relegated and then there's been a lot of stuff uh, from their fans throwing eggs at players and being uh, really angry at uh, the fact that they have been relegated after how many years in the Bundesliga now? I think they've been there for a while. Yeah, I, I couldn't say it at mm. But uh, hopefully they'll bounce back straight away. I believe Bayern Munich, again, only need a few more points and then they would have been confirmed as Bundesliga champions for the ninth consecutive year. So it looks pretty much all wrapped up there in Germany. Uh, again, the only few things left to sort out is Champions League placing and who else does go down with Schalke into the Bundesliga 2. Over in Italy this week, we've had games during the week. Uh, Tuesday, Fiorentina played Hellas Verona in 1-2-1. AC Milan lost to Sassuolo 2-1. Juventus, <laughs> Parma, yes. Juventus beat Parma 3-1 and... Inter Milan drew with Spurs yeah, 1-1. So, like you said, not very super of the teams from Milan. Games to look forward to this week. We have Juventina versus Juventus on Sunday and Torino versus Napoli on Monday, as well as Lazio versus AC Milan on Monday. So, all to play for still in Italy. Over in France this week, we have... No big games, just having a quick look. Leon versus Lille on Sunday evening, actually. Not a big game, so, is it? Because well, I hadn't scrolled down to it yet. So first versus fourth. Again, all to play for. There's three points separating the top four over in France. Uh, with Lille at the top on 70 points. PSG second on 69. Monaco 
third on 68 and Leon in fourth on 67. So, yeah, it is all to play for in uh, France this next few weeks as we come towards the curtailment of the season. And I think this is almost the perfect time because speaking of leagues that still are to be decided, is it predictions next time? Uh, give me two seconds because we haven't talked about the games over in Spain. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> well, yeah, let's been... that's our race now. They've tried to kill football. Yeah. Uh... No, I don't care anymore. Yeah, actually, there's no really interesting games. So I'll let you head on to the predictions league. Give me two seconds because I need to have a reminder of last week's score. So, um, points wise, Brad got a point for predicting Everton Spurs would be a draw, but obviously they'll get wrong scoreline, so he gets two points there. I don't get anything. Arsenal Fulham, we were both wrong, both right. Um, with Chelsea beating Man City in the FA Cup, though Brad gets three points for being a perfect score. I get two points for predicting Bayern would beat Wolfsburg. Brad gets nothing. I was uh, one goal off it being a perfect score for myself. Again, I get uh, two points for predicting Napoli Inter would be a draw. Brad gets nothing. And uh, I get the right team wrong score for LA Galaxy beating Inter Miami. So, Brad, you're on 111 points and I'm on 147 heading into this weekend of fixtures um so which obviously we do free premier league and then free random games from not necessarily europe but usually uh european games so what have you got for us this week okay so we're recording this on a thursday night but this will obviously be out the friday morning it would be the friday night fixture of arsenal and everton uh who's at home for that one it's at the emirates Mm, okay. Um, still, I don't know if there's been any update on Abamyang's condition after he contracted malaria whilst away uh, yeah, on the I last set of international games. But I, it's really unlikely that he's going to play again yeah, this month, and uh, he may be back for la- like the last one or two games because I think apparently it takes a while to get over malaria obviously not knowing it because I don't have I've never had it myself but um, I still think I thought you guys look so much worse than what you said <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with 2-1 to Arsenal I'm going to go 2-1 as well to Everton okay game number two okay, I'm going to go with the half 12 kickoff on Saturday it's a game that never fails. Not well, not get the saying right first before I do it. It's a game that always delivers in its drama. It's Liverpool Newcastle. Ooh, yes, that has, that is all. And Anfield. Yes. Oh, do I back him? Nah, I'm going three nil to Liverpool. Alan St. Maximan is going to rip them a new one. I say. 2 0 Newcastle. Oh, Lord Jesus. You have I'm not in, just I'm said in, that. I'm in shit or bush territory now. Like, who cares? Well, yeah, you have to go for bold predictions, otherwise, uh, 
you will be. Like I can't remember the last time Steve Bruce won four in a row, though. So <laughs> this isn't looking good. <laughs> uh, well, like you said, you need to go all out and hope that these results come off so you can actually have a glimmer of hope of capturing up with me. And the final game from the Premier League, whatever you got for us. You gone for the Midlands Derby? Or you gone for the Battle of the Roses? Or have you gone for a completely different game? See, I've gone for a completely different game because somehow, and this is clearly how much we've cared for this, there is one game in England on the Sunday that we just have not even mentioned. Have we not? There's a cup final. Yeah, but I've always doing the same thing with the Spanish teams. We don't give a crap because they were the Super League <laughs> ruiners. Oh, but for the sake of predictions, it has to be done. Man City Tottenham in the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, um, I'm going to just put Man City first because I don't know who the actual home team is in that competition. It's at Wembley. Uh, no, but there is a team that gets the home dressing room, so. It's at Wembley with fans. Is it? Big yep. fans at this one. Yep. Okay. Um, sorry, Ryan Mason, but I'm handing you your first loss and I'm going 3 1 Man City. It's going to be 2 1 Man City. Okay. So that would secure Manchester City their place in next season's Europa Conference League. However, oh, they were going to be there anyway, don't worry. Not necessarily there, but whatever happens, uh, that is the first trophy up for grabs uh, for the top division sides this season right what are the three random games you have for us this week i don't know why i did that in like a song that was really strange (laughs) we don't know why you didn't pick me up on that it's a no from me (laughs) thanks simon i'm more of a louis walsh i mean sure camp and irish neither of those things but the first world card we have Wolfsburg Borussia Dortmund in Bundesliga uh, Dortmund do have Jadon Sancho back can he help fire them on for the remainder of the season Ooh, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw 2-1 Wolfsburg Okay. Game number five, the penultimate game this weekend. Okay. As we said, it was a pretty top table clash between Leon and Lille in Liga. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh. I'm going to go with 2-1 to Lille. Yes, I won all. Okay, and the final game. I have no idea. Really go through the list. Try and find something again. That would do. That looks interesting. Spartak Moscow versus the SKA in Moscow. The Moscow Derby. Uh, who's the Derby, s- considering they're both from Moscow. I'm saying yes. I no, I see. I thought about this the other day when I saw Lokomotiv were playing Spartak. I think it was, and it turns out that's not technically a derby. Really? You're going to be. Now's the time to see if this has a special name for it. I don't know how 
Well, I'm just calling it the Moscow Derby, even if it's not the Moscow Derby, it's the Moscow Derby. Uh, and while you do your little research on what you think it is, or if there is a special name, I'm going to go with CSKA, CSKA to win 1-0. It's actually just called the Man Moscow Derby. See, told you. It's not exactly the Derby of eternal enemies, is it? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, random dick, uh, da da da. One on. Okay. All right, we'll be checking back on those results at the start of next week when we do our review show. Right, finally. Let's, uh, let's, just... let's be honest with you, one. I think if it's down to Twitter accounts, Spartak like Moscow win all day. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever seen a post from CSK Moscow's social media where Spartak definitely. We're still do waiting for that follow the... back. <laughs> uh, CSK do provide us with the good banter. Uh, uh, Spartak. Was it Spartak? Did you say Spartak? Oh, sorry, my bad. Oh, I never followed you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, finally, onto some women's football. Uh, we are back to league action this weekend after some FA Cup action last week. Uh, there was two games that has happened this past midweek. Uh, Aston Villa West Ham played out a nil-nil draw, and then the top two played out a two-two draw at the Academy Stadium in Manchester. Chloe Kelly and Lauren Hemp scored for Gareth Taylor's Manchester City, and Sam Kerr and Penilla Harder scored for Emma Hayes' Chelsea. So Chelsea remain at the top of the table by two points with two games to go. Other games this weekend on Saturday, it's the bottom of the table to to facing off as Aston Villa welcome uh, Bristol City to the Banks' Stadium with uh, this being probably the biggest game remaining for the two sides. He's open uh, to apologise after this one as well. Why? Well, it's actually said, because oh, you told me about this after the one on Wednesday. It was West Ham players were apologising because of how awful the game was. Yes. Uh, and then on Sunday, we have Manchester United, Tottenham, Birmingham City, Reading, Arsenal, Brighton and Everton, West Ham to close out the weekend's action in the Super League. So not many big clashes. Some uh, mid-table teams are playing against each other with nothing to play for because safety is pretty much all is guaranteed for them. So they are now just playing for their final positions. We also have the semi-finals of the Women's Champions League. This coming uh, weekend, uh, we have Barcelona taking on PSG and Bayern Munich playing Chelsea. Uh, Both games take place on Sunday. PSG versus Barcelona is the first game at 2 o'clock UK time and Bayern Chelsea at 4 o'clock. And then the second legs take place next weekend on the 2nd of May as PSG, uh, Barcelona, PSG against the first game at 11 o'clock. Chelsea, Bayern Munich is at half past 12. So very... So, so it's very possible we could see Chelsea PSG in the men's final and the women's final. Uh, and this will be drastic happens and they'll get kicked out again. Yeah, we actually could see both that being the final. That would be mental. And the same club wins both. That uh, that would be something special. I don't know whether I've ever... I don't think that's ever that happened. That couldn't have been done. Like, uh, I can't think of the time when there's been like... The same teams in the final both men's like maybe one of them but not both uh so yeah that's going to be an interesting fact that could potentially happen in the future let's hope something to where like did that you just go to my head? 
I actually didn't think about that until you said it. Right, we'll be back at the start of next week to round up all the action from across uh, the Premier League and the Europe's big leagues and any other talking points from around the world of football and hopefully no more from Florentino Perez. For goodness sake, somebody put a muzzle on that old short-ass it's Spanish man. Just send him to retirement home. Well, no, because if you've seen, he's got another four years of his presidency. For God's sake. Well, let's hope there's no more. Oh, I can't even say that because there will be more stupid comments from him. He's a fucking arsehole. Right, anyway, enjoy your weekend kicking off tonight with Arsenal versus Everton at eight o'clock. Wherever you are going to be listening to us in the world, make sure you like, comment and subscribe. If you're listening to us on YouTube, download us if you're listening to it on Spotify and give us a five star rating if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. And until next week, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter, Brad. I need sleep. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. <laughs>